0: And welcome back to yet another edition of Kent and the Steering Team for another wonderful week. As always, you are joined by myself, Phil, Bianca, Drew. Unfortunately, though, there is no Kent this week. He is actually trying to think of all the different words that rhyme with Kent. Anyway, team, on with the show. How are we? Good.
1: He got stuck after stent and bent.
0: Uh, And dent and... If we're lucky,
2: he'll uh, give it up for Lent.
0: Anyway, on with the show. So this week... That's
1: where he went.
0: Oh! Uh, Anyway, on this week's show, we've got some fun things for you. We're going to be talking a little bit about movies, something that we haven't done for some time. And we're not talking about discussing movies. We're talking about discussing movies that we went to go and see. Um, We've also got murder story in the yeah, cinema in the, in the cinema in yeah. on, in front of us on the silver screen um and also we've got some apple bits and pieces for you and our main story this evening murder stories
2: or Ooh. story
1: murder she wrote yeah
0: anyway um let's crack on with uh <laughs> some, some uh, a film discussion or something or, or discussion of films that we've seen
2: Yes, indeed. So, this week did mark a very special occasion.
0: Exactly, it did. Um, it was a very special occasion for us.
2: Yep. Philip yep. and I finally made our return to the cinema.
0: Yeah, well... Um but the return was of me and him going, yeah. not of <laughs> Drew going, because Drew's never stopped going. No,
2: no. Just, Just to clarify that. But, I mean, you and I haven't gone to the movies together for a number of months now.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, I think for you and I, the last time we went to the movies was to see the comeback trail um, at Rhodes with our young Joe Fried Rice, and I think I had Subway cookies. It sounds like something I would have. Um, I think yeah, you yeah, did with too. that that wonderful experience. But besides that, besides us going to see it, see the, a movie at Rhodes, we hadn't gone to the cinemas since twenty early twenty twenty when we saw nineteen seventeen
2: at um, in Edinburgh. IMAX in Edinburgh. Yep. Yes. So this is
1: Isn't it kind of special though just quickly yeah. just cuz like I went and saw Mortal Kombat at the cinema's recently and it was just it was just nice yeah. cuz the last movie I went to before that was definitely February last year Birds of Prey. Yeah. And it's weird that I remember the last movie I saw before the pandemic. But yeah. Like it was just it, it's just it was just fun going back to the cinema again after all mm. this time.
0: It was nice for me to go and see it at, um, see a movie at, uh, Broadway. Yeah. Broadway is my local, my local cinema and, uh, well, a local of sorts, local good one. We haven't uh, been to Broadway since before the pandemic. So it was, it was good to be back there, yeah. Drew, with you. The two of yeah. us see a no. movie like old time.
2: Yeah. Yep. And of course, you know, we can't waste an occasion like that. So we, uh, couldn't just stop at one movie.
0: No, that's right, that's right. We didn't. We did a horror double. Uh, we saw The Conjuring 3. Um, Devil made me do it. Um, and A Quiet Place Part 2.
1: I still need to see both of those. Well,
2: we're sorry you didn't come with us. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Con- <laughs> Con- conveniently it's fine. enough, though, you do have HBO Max, so you can be watching The Conjuring at home.
1: I actually don't currently have HBO what? Max. Bop, bop. Because. No, 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 because um, I pay for it like six months in advance ah. because my friend from America has to get me an Apple iTunes card. She calls me her Indian scammer um, because I, ca- I messaged her out of the blue going, can you get me a $100 uh, iTunes card? <laughs> um, and, and it's finally run out. No. So I got to get a new one. Uh, <laughs> I got to message her and be like, hey, oh dear. scam. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, dear. But yes. But um, but I will be watching it yes. soon. Yes, good. Uh, so but without giving away too many spoilers, what do you guys think of them?
0: Uh, um, it was good. Both. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think uh, I think the Conjuring was very much like the Conjuring's. Um, yeah. I would not class it. I don't class it as an official sequel. I con consider it one of the um. I don't know the anthology films. It's one of the the yeah. <clears throat> the, the additional ones, um, but it was definitely you know the best of those ones. Um, and A Quiet Place Part Two was, um, I think, better than the first somehow. Interesting.
1: Oh, really? Uh, I I think I, I really liked Quiet Place Part One. So yeah. did
0: I. I so did I. I think that I think I did like this one. Um, I think I liked it more because I think I liked the fact that it did a really good job at building on what we know or what we saw or what was in it. Does that make sense? Like it did a really good job at being a part two, which, you know, I I hate the fact that it consumes so much of my life. But if I look at something else, which was called Part two that came out last year, um, that did a really crap job at being essentially a continuation of the exact same story. Um, this did a really good job of being a continuation of the exact same story. Yeah.
1: I see what you mean. Like, same tone, same pacing.
0: Yeah, not suddenly being a complete departure from and the whole thing and it. then just, you know, being instead all about, um, you know, someone completely different that ends up, you know, wiping out the main character. That sort of thing is something that I'd hate to see in something called a part two, which this other thing did. Um, whereas a quiet place part two didn't didn't do that it kind of respected what it was continuing on from
2: yeah no it it it's still telling a complete story and what I liked that it's a part two that can absolutely continue on but it's still very much its own story as well
0: mm-hmm. you exactly. know when- um, I, I think I think that what we should do is um, let's break this down and let's do it. I guess one at a time yep. um,
1: okay so what was the first one you watched? Conjuring alright start with that okay.
0: one so we saw The Conjuring baby steps not going yeah, <laughs> to not gonna, not, not gonna do any spoilers though I don't think I want to do spoilers no. um, especially for Bianca you haven't seen them whether yep. you see Conjuring or not is up to you but um, obviously you're going to go and see A Quiet Place or watch A Quiet Place part 2 at least um,
1: I think all the Conjuring movies that I've seen though I've seen with you
0: well, we saw the the we saw the second one at Lux Bianca, and that was probably one yeah. of the best worst cinema experiences that I've ever had because it was awesome because it was Lux and because it, it was a brilliant movie. But fuck me, it was hard to eat waffles while watching that horrible <laughs> movie because <laughs> <laughs> you.
1: Was, well, that was the first time you went to exactly. Lux, and I basically sold it on you and like, oh, you can get waffles and pancakes. And I did. And shit. And you the, were the, eating waffles while a
2: nun is attacking children.
0: Well, that's the thing, you you know, you, you needed to keep your eyes on the screen at all times. It's like if there's danger in the room, keep your eyes on the danger. And I couldn't take my eyes off the screen because I knew that the second I took my eyes off the screen, I'd be startled by something and make a yep. mess. So, had to be really careful.
1: I actually think these were these were the days before I knew Drew properly, so you went and saw Conjuring 2 again with him. No. From memory. Or you went and saw Conjuring 2 again with someone. Didn't you? Yeah, I think so. I think the
2: only one I've seen with you is The nun.
0: I did go and see the conjuring part two with uh, conjuring number two with someone. I can't remember who, but I did. I did go and see it again. Um yeah.
1: Anyway, sorry, conjuring part this one. Sorry. Keep going with this one. Sorry, no, I that's interrupted. Fine. So I Conjuring number
0: three, the devil made me do it. Now there's some controversy around this film. Um The controversy around this one is that essentially if you're a non-believer of what um what the Warrens do, um you find it essentially more so than the other other conjuring films. This one the story that it that it talks about is of a story that happened many years ago where essentially someone um, this is all public knowledge. This is in the trailers yeah. and this is everything and everything. This is all, all out there. Um,
1: I know the story behind yeah, it. Yeah, and
0: so essentially this guy killed somebody, blamed it on the devil, um, and said so the devil made me do it. I was possessed kind of thing. And it's so it, it's kind of, it was the at the forefront of um, can a legal system be kind of swayed into adjusting someone's responsibility or guilt um in a in a murder case essentially based on being possessed or something so um it's it's a controversial one and one that i know um looking at the subreddit um horror the horror subreddit on reddit people aren't very impressed with this film because they don't like the fact that it's profiteering on something so um, brutal. But yeah, the film itself exists and it was okay. Um, first Conjuring main film not to be directed by James Wan. Correct, Drew? Correct. Um, and Who was the director? Sorry. Uh, I can't what was his name, Drew? Who was the director? I can't remember the name. Someone not particularly... Memorable,
2: yeah, someone not known, but James One, okay, I looked it up.
1: (laughs) Michael
0: was. James One produced
1: it.
2: James One was pretty hands on, he wrote the script and he produced it, but I think he was a a little more of a hands on producer.
0: Why have I found that whenever a director that has been, you know, instrumental in something, whenever they decide to hand on the film, Hmm. it ends up being worse? Um, let's look at, say, Steven Spielberg, for example. Um, every Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Park or Jurassic World film that he hasn't directed has been yeah. pretty not very good, let's mm. be honest. Um, and then even here we see the same thing. And we, we've seen it for all the other um, Conjuring mm. anthology or world films. The Three Annabelles, um, The Nun, um, The Curse of the Weeping Woman... Yeah. Um, and now this one, which isn't also directed n- not by James Wan, but so therefore I consider it more one of those than, than I, the other two Conjuring films.
2: I also, like you, I, I feel like mentally I categorize it with the um, the anthology films rather than in the main series. And I think the fact that they didn't call it The Conjuring 3, they, they gave the name a subtitle, gives off the vibe that even they don't necessarily want to associate it as the third film in the series
0: yeah yeah uh, and uh, look it i is, thought it
1: that it was more because um i always thought it was because the conjuring films were kind of like they 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 follow ed and lorraine yeah. or is this one does this one have ed and lorraine yeah. In yeah. It as well? yeah yeah so they follow ed and lorraine but they're not They're not the same ghost story over and over again.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. Like, it's not like it's following the nun through all of her murder stories. But it's like. the first two are are
2: completely different to one another. They're different stories. So for this one to then have a subtitle.
0: Yeah. Look, I.
1: No, no. The Devil Made Me Do It, though, comes from the subtitle of uh, the actual case. Like, like every, the, the, the. The Devil Made Me Do It is actually what the case is called in trial.
2: But I I, I mean, from a marketing perspective of marketing the film, would you call it The Conjuring 3? Or if you didn't want to necessarily associate it with the two that were directed by James Wan, you would give it a subtitle. So, giving it that subtitle, I I get that from a marketing perspective. If they one day went, oh, by the way, we actually want to make one called The Conjuring 3 and have James Wan return and do it. They could.
1: I think I think if it was called The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes, like that, but it is called The Conjuring 3 The Devil. But Made there's Me no, do no it.
2: 3 anywhere.
1: Do you
0: Nope. Isn't it? I thought it was too. We're having
1: Oh, there isn't.
0: Okay. Look, I, I think I think what what we're getting at here is that it is I think the Conjuring films are fantastic and I think they are probably yep. some of the best horror films that I've seen in terms of scare the pants off you. Mm. They'll startle you. They they do have jump scare, yes, but they also kind of prey on your fear of darkness and alone. Yeah. Um, and they they do a great job of setting up scenes to make you kind of feel this this helplessness of, I don't want to go towards this... Unfolding fiasco, but I I have to, and we are, and you end up exactly where you think you're going to end up, or sometimes you don't. So they do a really good job of of, of scaring you in the right ways, um, and not just being jump scares. Yeah. Um, and I think that the story as well, um, Ed and Lorraine, the Warrens are wonderful characters. Um, mm. They've got heart. They're interesting. You know, you have this sort of safety whenever they're on screen, kind of thing. Um, but I kind of felt like we didn't have that as much this time because it, it, it felt, it just didn't feel as punchy as the other ones. And I, I, I can't put my finger on what it was exactly, but it felt a little bit like Annabelle comes home. Um, and the same way how that one was about, you know, there were scenes with the Warrens, which were the comforting ones, Um, but besides that it kind of just felt like it was maybe missing something yes it was probably the best of the anthology films but it's just it felt like it was missing maybe like a core little punch to it um and i felt like this one was maybe Hmm. the same but 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 not to say it wasn't a really enjoyable film it was absolutely an enjoyable film um just maybe not as not as much as the first two conjurings yeah is that fatigue though drew is that fatigue of the franchise
2: I don't think it's fatigue because I look at other franchises that have done several films and just seem to be improving Mission Impossible um springs to mm. mind um but I I wouldn't call it fatigue I, I think that just maybe they they're falling into a groove where these films are now all like all the films that came along after the conjuring two just seem to be falling into the same playbook and I think that sadly even this one did too the only saving grace is that at least this one falls closer to Annabelle comes home which to, to me those two are very much on par they are mm. they are the best of all of those and I, I think agree. I think they know that they need the Warrens in there for it to
0: have that integrity to it hmm I agree. Now let's quickly get on to the um to the quiet place part two or or a quiet place part two. Um, Yes, obviously no spoilers in this one, even less so than the other one. Oh yeah. Um, Bianca, what do you know of it, or what do you want us to not tell you? Do you want us to have absolutely zero plot whatsoever?
1: This is one of the ones where I haven't even watched the trailer because I'm so excited for it. I don't want to ruin it.
0: Anything at all. All I'm going to say is that this is it's a part two, it's a brilliant film. Mm. Um. I think everyone did a great job in there um, I think that this one is a worthy continuation as I said um I think that this this yeah it it's just a really good story and it's my f- my favorite sort of film mm. in that it feels like it's real life it doesn't feel so much like it's um a movie again. That's a little bit like what I think. Just to look at The Conjuring again and the difference between the two. The Conjuring felt like it was a movie, yeah. whereas this felt like it could be real life. And that's the part that I think I enjoy the most from films. I mean, if it's like if you take that film Logan for example, it's the same sort of thing where there's this kind of grittiness or this real like realism to it in a world where yeah, um, it's 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 real life. Yes, Logan was about kind of. Um, uh, mutants and stuff mutants. but but the fact was that it felt like it was a real world um, it wasn't mm. as kind of polished and clean and like awesome kind of forces as what could be in something like a movie there was a realism to it and the way they said it that that, that and that's the reason I like you know the um, a quiet place part one it's the same thing it's very real feeling the sounds that you hear are very real and this film focuses so much on sound something that I I love. Movies that do a great job at sounds and, hmm. and you know it was nice to go back to that sort of world again. Um, and John Krasinski. Can a I cool just
1: job. quickly say about mm-hmm. John Krasinski? Mm-hmm. He is a brilliant actor, and you know how much I love him because you s- heard me wax poetics about him after we watched um the oh my god no, Jack Ryan called the John Jack Ryan Jed the Jack Ryan um. But if he was to, like, give up acting and just become a director and a writer, I think that would be brilliant, too. Mm. He's amazing at directing and writing. Like, He's a jack of all trades. I have a very massive...
3: <laughs> I see what you did there.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I just really like his work in general. So that's why I'm looking forward to the movie and watching it and sitting down and watching it, which I will watch it. I've just been busy. That's all right. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah.
0: We'll make it happen. Um, yeah, Drew, any lasting thoughts on Quiet Place Part Two? Other than telling the audience that they absolutely have to go and see it because it is wonderful, we're not doing it. It is one of those things of oh, go and watch this movie because oh, it's so fantastic. No, go and watch this movie because it's it's a lot of fun. If you don't want to see it, don't see it. That's fine. If you didn't like the first one, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I know how much
2: I, I know how much you enjoyed the first one. I also know how much certain things on the first one annoyed you. And what I found even sitting through it and then even talking to you afterwards was that the things that annoyed you in the first one I found annoyed you a little less in the second one.
1: Are you talking about the children? Are we out... Oh, because children always no, annoy No, Bianca, we're not... We're,
0: we're, no, no spoilers at all. Like, we're <laughs> not, I'm not even going to mention what it was that, that annoyed me in it. Um, annoyed me a little less? Probably not. I just felt like there was more payoff yep. for the investment yeah. of the audience, yeah. if that makes sense.
1: So the children die, so you have a satisfied. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> point blank, just like,
0: yeah, yeah. the, the mum just walks straight up with the, the shotgun and goes point blank, boom, straight to the head and just walks off and then the creature comes along and she just like, somehow wins it all I don't know yeah that's exactly what happens (laughs) something like that Um, excellent no like
1: well that massive spoiler now that none of us need to see the movie again (laughs) uh, I think other
2: other than that like I I thought it was a a great film I thoroughly enjoyed it I was so excited because it got delayed so many damn times absolutely it did so the the excitement of finally getting to go and sit in the cinema and watch it was just
1: I just just one,
0: one more thing on it, Drew, actually? Also, didn't uh, the
1: first one come out on Netflix?
0: Yeah, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, the first one just came out on Netflix, I didn't it?
0: So. I, I, yeah, think so I think so. Yeah, so I think
1: it was quite interesting that the second one came out on cinema. I remember cinema. going
2: to see the first one.
0: I, I, I can remember going to see the first one, but I think
2: yeah.
1: just,
0: um, you know, like th- this isn't anything to do with the second one. This is to do with the first one and, and I guess the second one. Mm. Um, I love the fact that now that we've lived through not to glorify the kind the pandemic. of Yeah, we've lived through yeah. the pandemic when streets were quiet and there was no one around kind of thing. Yeah. It makes it it makes it almost more kind of um not representative of what we've had, but it just it 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 just it, it's just nice to see it, you know, and see that kind of thing and be like, yep.
2: There was a yeah. yeah there, there was a lot of things that were noticeable in there. There's there's another thing I'll discuss with you when Bianca's not listening, so that we don't spoil anything.
1: Do you, want me to t- do you want me to take off my headphones no, for a
2: second? No, 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 nope, no We'll say We'll save, we'll save me me it for once you've watched audience. it because we'll touch on it again after you've seen it.
0: Exactly.
1: I can totally mute you guys. No, Bianca, you're we're the audience, so
2: um, it's okay. we don't want
0: to give anything away even for the audience.
2: It's okay, but, but look, yeah. yeah, everyone go out and see it. Do yourself a favour. Get a big tub of popcorn. Go get yourself a litre of cola and go check it out.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, my God, a litre? Yeah,
0: well, when you're seeing two movies, that's all we had to do. Um... You have to do what you have to do. Anyway, we're going to go to a commercial and we'll be back with uh, Murder Story. Hi, we're, we're the, the Steering, steering team. team. I'm Phil. I'm Drew.
1: And I'm Bianca.
0: Unfortunately, Kent can't be here. But you can.
1: This advertising spot can be all yours.
0: All you have to do is email us at kentandthesteeringteam at gmail.com. And soon your ad can be on our show.
1: Can't wait to hear from you. Bye, bye, bye for, for now. now. and I'm Bianca. Okay, boys. So, we just finished talking about uh one of a very good horror movie. Uh what was it again? Conjuring 3. Oh my god, me and names. And <laughs> last week we were talking about world's greatest mysteries and we talked about Jack the Ritch- Ripper. Yep. And I, we don't talk about it much on the show cuz it never really I mean it comes up once or twice, but Phil, for a fact, knows that I'm a massive true crime fan.
0: Yep. Uh ain't that ma- the true...
1: Yeah, I, I. He knows also because, like, whenever it's my turn to pick something to watch, it's either my Master Chef or Law and Order.
0: <laughs> yep, it's true. <laughs>
1: um, or some like creepy documentary where there's cults and serial killers and murders.
0: I'm all I'm on board with this though. I don't have a problem with it, but it's just it's just very true.
2: They're all entertaining.
1: Yeah. They yes. are. Uh, so I decided that because because it was kind of fitting with the theme of like horror movies and mysteries and crime I was gonna tell you guys one of my favorite true crime stories and mm. yeah just take you on a ride
0: I would love to do that let's go on that ride
1: okay so the year is uh god 1861 very and good year a, yeah very good year i remember I don't it well happened that year But um, a man named Herman Webster Mudgett was born. Uh, Herman Webster Mudgett eventually goes on to become Dr. Henry Howard Holmes. Uh, And to keep you interested, he has a confirmed 34 murders under his belt. That's the confirmed murders. Yeah. There's estimated that there's 200 possible more. And I'm going to tell you how he did it. Yes, please. He was born in New Hampshire, USA to a very devout Methodist family, had a whole bunch of brothers and sisters, um, ended up graduating high school at 16 and got married at 16, 17-ish to a woman named Clara. Um, and he was teaching while he was 16, so to the school that he graduated from. He started like being like a TA and stuff. Um, and eventually he got, his, got a bit smarter and became a got into university, got into the University of Michigan and started studying medicine and surgery. Yep. Now from his early life, there was you know how like now we classify serial killers as like bedwetters who hurt animals and started fires?
3: Mm. From
1: his early life there are stories that there were that he did do that, but that came from people years later. And they were none of them were confirmed because up until that point, everyone thought he was fairly normal. It was just kind of something that was over-exaggerated la- later. But he had a very normal upbringing. No one ever thought he was a psycho. Everyone thought he was just a very quiet, normal little boy. Oh. But then he went to medical school. And at medical school, I don't know if you guys know, there's cadavers and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Of course. And he began... He began... Um, He began his life of crime by, literally, getting these cadavers, signing signing these people up to life insurance, saying that they were alive, (laughs) and then faking their deaths again, even though they were already dead. But then he would report, like, you know, I smell something weird in this apartment. Like, he'd take the bodies out of his university, set them up in, like, houses... That he just borrowed from his mates, or like he made friends with real estate <laughs> agents Psychopath. a lot. Yes, and he would then claim because in the insurance he'd make himself the claimant, like mm. yeah, the per the beneficiary. So he started planting these bodies in homes and collecting the money when they were discovered. Really weird, right? When he started yes. getting a lot better about this, like when he was about twenty twenty one, he started beating his um, wife, Clara, and now no one really knows if he was beating her all along, but like it became very bad when he was about twenty one. By mm. then they'd already had a kid named Robert. Robert Mudget. I just really like that name. Um Robert Mudgett, Mudgett. Robert Mudget eventually became a senator in Florida or was it a senator or like a high ranking commissioner? But anyway, it became yeah. something pretty important in Florida. Um but Clara and him moved to Florida. Like Clara took the kid and they left and then Never, ever tried to contact him again. Never wanted to hear from him again. He never saw mm-hmm. his son again. Um But in the meantime, like, while he was still married to Clara, he got married to another new woman named Myrtle. He tried to file for divorce from Clara. Clara never responded. Yeah. Um So he was illegally married to two people for a very long time. This is one of his lesser crimes, but it's still but crime, it's the same.
0: It's still a crime. Absolutely, it's still a crime. You can't be married to two people at once.
2: Except in yeah. Utah. Well, they oh,
1: really? were not in Utah. They were, well, yeah, because they got, like, Mormons and shit. They had to.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course.
1: Uh, so, then he wanted to get rid of, you know, all of the bad juju there, so he graduated. He had a daughter with murder. Uh, called Lucy. Yep. Uh, And Lucy ended up up becoming a primary school teacher.
0: Can I just say, isn't it fitting that he's married to someone named Murta? Like, Murta, but it sounds like murder.
1: Murder. Murder, she wrote. Um, (laughs) I sung that before too, didn't I? (laughs) Um, I just like that song. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, it is kind of appropriate that he married Murta. Very. But he graduated from uh, his university of Michigan. Um ended up moving to new york and he was a doctor technically but he ended up becoming a pharmacist i think yeah a pharmacist and when he was living in new york this really weird thing happened there was a little boy living with him and everyone said there was a little boy living with him all of his neighbors thought a little boy was living with him right there was then one day the little boy just disappeared No one knows what happened to him. One of his neighbors reported the little boy missing. The police came to investigate because they're like, look, this guy, he's had a little kid with him this whole time. Mm -hmm. He also has a daughter. The daughter's still there, but we don't know where the boy is. We're just concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, He turned around to the police and said, no, first the police went to his wife and was asking, you know, what happened to this little kid? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no child. I've got a daughter. Don't mm-hmm. have a boy. And they're like, okay, but all your neighbors say that your husband walks around with this little boy. And she's like, no, he doesn't. This doesn't happen. Murder was a dumb shit. Let's just throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Um. So,
0: Perfect kind of l- wife of a murderer. <laughs> yeah.
1: This little boy disappears. Then police finally ask Holmes... What, who by at, still at this point is still Herman Mudgett. Yeah. They ask him, where's this little boy? And he's like, oh, that's my son. He's gone back to wherever his mother is. And so the police accept this.
0: But what? But what hang on, if the wife just said, what the fuck, there is no child, but then for him to say, yeah, I had a child.
1: Again, I don't know why the police just let this go. But this is suspected to be one of his earlier... So everyone suspects that, that he did was murdering people while he was at university mm. for the insurance money. But this is the first person that they know has gone missing around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This little boy that they can never identify, but this little boy goes missing. No one ever hears him again. He quickly packs up his bags. He was living in New York at the time, quickly packs up his bag and uh, moves to Pennsylvania the next week. Sorry. Yeah, he moves to Pennsylvania. Um, in Pennsylvania, he gets a job at a pharmacy. Yep. He prescribes a bunch of meds to a lot of people. Mm. Then another little bit boy dies after taking the medicine he p- prescribed. Um, before the police can question him, because he's given a di- the wrong dosage or a bad dosage or something, before mm. the police can question him, he disappears again. This time he shows up in Illinois and he's changed his name to H.H. Uh, H. H. Holmes, which I think stands for Henry Howard. Right. Henry Howard Holmes, he becomes after this.
0: <laughs> Holmes.
1: Now, <Right. laughs> this is where his really big crime spree begins, because up until this point, no one really knows about the true extent of his crimes.
2: Where's the, the wife and card- daughter in this?
1: Oh, okay. So he grabs the wife and daughter and they're living just outside Chicago Right. in a little town called, I think, Wilmot or something. Um, but he works and lives mainly in Chicago. So he tells her, you know, I'm, again, woman's a dumb shit. Yeah. Like, mm. Bless her. I'm at she work. No idea. Yeah, I'm at work. So he has a friend from a um, university called Elizabeth Holton. She owns a pharmacy in Chicago. Uh, he said he goes and works for her, her for a bit, and then a lot, because um, Chicago was mostly empty at this stage. An empty lot opens up across the street, and with all this insurance money that he's defrauded over the years, he buys it. He buy he gets a bunch of investors and says, "I'm going to build a hotel." That's his plan. Um, so he gets the investors. He gets the architects. The architects build the first the ground floor in the first two levels of the mm. uh hotel yep they quit because he stops paying them he builds the last level by himself and because the place he they, they built that they put all this structure in he never paid them he went and p- built the rest now this is why I find HH Holmes so interesting. He built a murder trap. The house that he built was literally a maze designed to hunt and kill people.
0: My God. Well, it, well then I guess I guess it, it, was, it wasn't was just fortuitous for him that he couldn't pay the people. He, it, it worked out for him so that way he could continue doing the rest.
1: Yeah. So he he, he did it. I think everyone believes that he didn't pay them on purpose just mm-hmm. so that he could have this place to himself. Now, the the place was consisted of a basement and in the basement there was acid vats um a crematorium a proper like mini morgue and a something else uh they had like uh limes what's it called uh the thing that they used to, quicklime which that he was using to decompose bodies um, he's got that in the basement next level up he's built his own pharmacy Mm-hmm. Inside the hotel, like an ins, you know how like hotels have like little shops in them sometimes. Mm. So the hotel has its own pharmacy, and in the pharmacy, there's a jewelry store and a couple of other things. And then on the first floor, on the first and second and third floors, sorry, second, third, and fo- yeah, first and second, third floors, there are apartments. And on the first floor apartment, there's like a chute that goes straight down into the basement. Um, and then there's mazes in between the walls. So he could literally walk upstairs in to get into the walls. Like he had his own private staircase Ugh. to get into the walls. Yep. Some of the rooms were tricked out with like, um, air vents that closed and could release poisonous gas into them. Um, some of the bedrooms just had viewing rooms. Some of the bedrooms led to nowhere, like they had doors that led to brick walls. No one knows why. Um, It's just like a weird thing. But it was basically, people used to go stay there, and not everyone who stayed there died, but people used to go stay there and be like, it was so confusing, it was so weird.
0: What a a weird step from kind of like just an oddball potentially responsible for the death of a child and maybe another one going missing or actually his son or something to just this total fucked up kind of escape room kind of building
1: it was literally the first kind of escape room because he had he had staircases that led to nowhere mm. in this house no one knew why and there was like there was also hallways that led to dead ends and it was all to trap and confuse people. So people would end up in these hallways and they couldn't figure out how to get out and then suddenly he'd appear from behind a wall and snatch them and that was it. Or he'd release a poison gas through the vents. Um, so okay, so during this time like under the guise of running a hotel he began basically trapping and killing people in these rooms. One of his earliest victims that we know of that's confirmed was Julia Smith um, and she was the wife of the guy who worked in his pharmacy and he, she had a daughter named Pearl. Like they had a daughter named Pearl. When the guy found out, I think the guy's name was Ned. When he found out about the affair, he left his wife and daughter there. Like he just moved affair? out and it was like, so Julia Smith was having an affair with Holmes.
0: Yeah. jeez, oh, I wonder what his wife thinks about it. Oh no, they're just working.
1: <laughs> they're just friends. Again, This is the benefit of having a dumb wife if you're a murderer. (laughs) Um, So Julia uh, and him begin this affair then her husband leaves and then no one really knows why but on Christmas Eve 1891 Holmes killed her and said that she died while having an abortion and Pearl ran away. Their bodies were never found. Ever. So Because of his time at university with cadavers, there's evidence that Holmes was selling bodies on the black market as cadavers. Um, He performed his own autopsies on the bodies. Sometimes when they were alive, because this is evidence shown on the few bodies that they actually found that people were being, you know, pulled apart while alive. Also because of some of his journals where he just said things that just... Insinuated that they mm. were alive. He hired an assistant um, from one of the universities who was like a teaching tech who thought these were actual real cadavers, like donated bodies. Yeah, but to, to his
0: pharmacist, pardon, no, to pharmacy.
1: Well, because he ran a pharmacy, they were like, "Yeah, I run a pharmacy, and I'm a doctor, and all that. So, I'm just running this underneath the basement." Like, people thought it was official for this guy. Well, this particular dude thought it was official. Yeah. Um, And they would basically strip the skeletons to make them, um, like, you know, those bones that mm. you have in schools? Back in the mm. day, those were all... Re- Nowadays, I think all of them are plastic. But back in the day, all the universities, all the bone people were real. Jesus. Like, they were real skeletons. So this effectively stripped the evidence no one really knows mm. and then he would send them out to universities and stuff and science labs and all this stuff no one knows where they went because there was no records
0: just the fact that no one's checking any of the um you know the official papers of this guy with all these crap coming in and everything like you know hey i'll give you this um the skeleton oh fantastic thank you so much can i just see the um papers to make sure this is all licensed because you'd hate for us to get in trouble receiving goods from a non-licensed person <laughs> you know b- bureaucracy Ha <laughs> here you go like none of that jesus
1: no there's no credentials whatsoever along um his favorite murder methods were like suffocation overdose on chloroform overexposure to lighting gas fumes um trapped in airless vaults um Jeez. starvation burning and burning his victims alive in his crematorium um, he had he bas- he called his house he called the hotel his castle now while killing these people he went back to his old insurance crimes and he met a woman named Minnie Williams who was a one-off actress she'd worked in one show in Broadway um and basically tricked her into leaving her property in Fort Worth Texas to a man named Alexander Bond Alexander Bond was one of his own aliases. Um he, her sister then came to visit her because she was staying she was one of the hotel guests but she was kind of a permanent resident. Her sister then came to visit her. Oh mind you all these rooms were soundproof so no one could hear what was going on in any other room. Um anyway, Millie's sister Annie came to visit her who was the other inheritor of the property and he killed them both. And then took the and then transferred the property into his own name. Jesus um Christ. So, after all these people, series of disappearances, people started becoming a bit suspicious. <laughs> like, yeah. why are all these people going to this hotel and never leaving? Um, but he he kind of he, so, because again, insurance crime was a big thing of his, he burnt down his own house, because by this point he had the place in Fort Worth, Texas. and He's like, I'm going to move there. So, he burnt down the place, left Chicago. Well, first he got arrested for arson because they kind of figured out it was him but they couldn't Mm. pin it on him and he still Mm. got the insurance money he was in jail for like a little bit and then he left um he moved to fort worth texas took his wife and daughter with him um but he moved to fort Worth, texas and started it looked like he started building again another murder hotel Um, he started, he started updating the Fort Worth house with like Mm. extra walls and stuff, but he never finished because, um, after a series of things, I think it was the murder of Annie that, Annie and Millie that kind of triggered it because Annie had friends who were looking for her and knew that she was Mm. visiting her sister, Millie, who also went missing. Um, they ended up catching him. Um... They ended up, like, chasing him in 1893. There was a whole bunch of other things that, that happened. Like, he tried to fake his own death at some point for the insurance money. Couldn't do that. So then the lawyer that was trying to get him off of that, he tried to... F- he was like, Oh, well, look, I failed, but I can fake your death, get the insurance money, and we can split it 50-50. And the lawyer was like, Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> um, And then he's like, Okay, but to do that, I have to take your wife and kids on the run. And the lawyer's like... That sounds weird, but he's like, no, it's fine. It's cool. Ended oh up killing God. the wife and the kids. The lawyer ended up talking about that as well. So he finally got arrested. Um, when he finally got arrested, he basically, they figured out everything that he'd done. And I think he was tired by this point because he was just like, yep, I did all of this. He confessed to only about 20 of the crimes they tried to link a lot more to him, and then he didn't speak about it. But then he also tried to claim that other people who died, he had actually killed. But they were like, nah, man. Like, he claimed that he, he killed this guy back in university named Robert something. Hmm. But when they went and looked at it, they're like, they said, he said that he died in this year, but he actually died three years later, and he died of syphilis. And they're like, really? You killed him? But... Anyway, so he kind of—I I gave
0: him syphilis, maybe. <laughs> I sentenced him to death. So he
1: claimed a whole bunch years. of murders, but then there was a couple of murders that he claimed that there was no way that he could have done. The rest he definitely did do, and I think everyone thinks that the murders that he claimed that he couldn't done were just people that he really hated, because it kind of—they kind of investigated it later and was like, no, they just had a lot of problems with these, and maybe it's just people he fantasized about killing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so then they sentenced they <laughs> like him that. to hang. They sentenced him to hang. And apparently he was fine all the way up until his death. Like, he wasn't scared, he wasn't thing, he wasn't, like, upset or anything.
0: Total psychopath.
1: The only thing that he asked for was for his coffin to be contained, like, his his coffin to be poured cement in it. So no one could, mm-hmm. like... Great, like rob his grave, steal his body, or do use it for dissection or like science. Yeah, no reasons. one's gonna do that,
0: mate. No one's a sicko like you are.
1: <laughs> well, he, it was basically kind of yeah. Like if I did this to everyone else. Now I'm scared that people are gonna do it to me. Um, so he he made that. That was his only. That was his last will. They hung him, mm. but he did. His neck didn't break.
0: Oh, so he strangled.
1: He was strangled, and he. It took him 15 minutes to die. And they just let him hang there. Just And I think they were kind of like... Sorry, it yeah. took him 15 minutes of twitching and then he was pronounced dead 20 minutes after the trap.
0: Jeez. Fell. Um Yeah, he kind of earned that though, didn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. and Especially he was,
0: when he suffocated other people in his murder hotel.
1: He was buried in an unmarked grave in Philadelphia. And... Yeah. They... No one really knows. I think someone's. I think, I think the cemetery had been paved over. Has been paved over by now. But yeah, they buried him in a a mark grave. And yeah, he is the shit scariest killer I've ever heard of. Because he just didn't get caught forever, and he built his own murder house.
0: It's just horrifying. I mean, and so for so many people to, so many people to have died because of his. Um, obsession for so many people to fall foul of this for him to be such a good kind of entrepreneur such salesperson to convince someone to sign over essentially their life after their death Mm. and then to him or to someone else who they've never met which is also him um that's that's terrifying it's just such a horrifying kind of the fact that there's people like that out there, and you never know when you could cross one. Some people who lived, who stayed in ho- his hotel, who who weren't killed, again face to face with a murderer, essentially.
2: That's a terrifying concept.
1: Yeah. yeah, I want them to do like a movie about H. H. Holmes. I just think it would be really interesting.
2: Well, American we Horror Stories got that anthology series coming. Maybe they'll chuck it in there.
0: Who knows? I'd love to see a series on it. Actually, like a really kind of good quality series on it. Mm. Who knows? Maybe one day we can do that. Um, I doubt it. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> on that terrifying, terrifying kind of th- terrifying note, both of us <laughs> making a TV show, but also of HH Holmes. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go to how uh, what the quote.
1: It's time for what the quote. Once again, we are back here, people, and Drew. I do believe you have last week's quote.
0: It's just a flesh wound. Of course, that is from the all time classic Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
1: Such a good movie. So all good. time classic. classic. Phil, what's this week's quote?
0: Martini, gin, not vodka, obviously, stirred for 10 seconds while glancing at an unopened bottle of vermouth.
2: And of course, if you do know where that quote is from, reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find us on social media. Anyway. On with the show. Alright, guys. So, um, as is the norm on this show, we need to uh, discuss Apple. What is out of the norm, though, is that we are actually doing this on time for a change. So...
3: (laughs) Ooh. Yeah.
2: um, Apple this week had its WWDC, its Worldwide Developers Conference. This week... Guys... We're talking about this on time.
0: (laughs) Accuracy. If you're
1: wondering. Look, our timing is epically. Yeah, it's not great. No. Actually, yeah, this is the first time we've done Apple in the week of.
2: Mm. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I feel like it is.
1: I I think that's a good thing. I think we're improving. But look, if you're wondering what happens at WWDC, basically, it's an opportunity to show off new software things. Um, it's where Apple launched the iPhone four and apps like FaceTime, and it's Apple's big show for what their company's computers, what what's on their com- their computers yeah. on devices, like the actual software. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of a look behind it at what's going on at um, um, <clears throat> all the things for look. It's it's both a public release, but it's also for the developers you know it's to show them um the new tools that they'll be able to work with the new ways of being able to work on apple um but also like that. there's i think it goes for like three or four days the first day is yeah what's apple doing new the second day is what can developers do that's new and then the third day and fourth day generally is like um a little bit more about learning and teaching about um, what, what to do and everything like that. But it's always good for us, the public. Again, yeah, Ibianka's is right. We saw the iPhone 4 launched um, several yeah. years ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, things like FaceTime came out of this um, event. Changes to FaceTime coming up shortly. Um, so what happened on this year's one? Feel free to, guys, if there's anything that you want to uh, mention or talk about or anything like that. But essentially, we got iOS 15, we got um, yep. macOS, Monterey, um, and an update to iPad OS, but I don't think it's a new iPad OS, or is was there a new iPad OS? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. This
2: this will be the new iPad OS coming.
0: Okay, but uh, not a whole lot happened for iPad OS besides them getting widgets, um, and getting the uh, app library now um, as a feature. Um, and am essentially- I'm I the
1: only person who doesn't use widgets?
0: Yeah, look, I use it on my phone, but I don't have an iPad to use it on. But I can also say that um, we're all getting a new Safari, both on um, Mac OS, iPad OS, and on um, iOS. iOS. So that's going to be cool to look out for. It's going to look more and more app-based, it seems, or like iOS-y, I guess, in the sense that it's going to look less and less like a desktop kind of app, which is cool. Um, Everything seems to be moving that way now And with Apple's M1 chip And soon to be M2 chip I guess they're able Mm. to do all this sort of stuff And make everything uh, more streamlined Um, But essentially So what we had at the launch We had a new redesigned um, Apple Maps Coming um, to Australia I think later this year But basically it's in the US Several European countries as well Um, And basically it looks a little bit more There's options to make it look a little bit more 3D um, Be a little bit more accurate um what there do you mean by smaller three d what do you mean did you, you say what's three d
1: oh like you know when it rises up yeah remember um,
0: remember when Google yes. Earth used to do that so yeah okay
1: well, now we get remember you. how
0: google earth could you could see Google Earth and then Google Earth made it so that way or I think Apple did it first where then you could see like in satellite view the depths of buildings and stuff and the three dness of buildings but now there's the option on both um Google and apple maps to do that in just map view rather than in satellite view. Google, which is, is handy.
2: Google Earth used to let you go down to um, to a street-viewed angle and they had 3D renderings of all the buildings.
0: Well, that's cool. I think
1: they still do that, don't they?
0: Well, now it just goes um, into street view. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, so, yeah. so there's a little bit more detail coming to that. There's also things like um, an update for... Um, GPS, as in if you're using it in your car um, for for maps um, like that, like it'll give you details on what lanes to be in. Maps are a little bit clearer. Um, It kind of works further ahead of time, which is nice and kind of sets you up further down the road, which is good. Um, But also transport, so like public transportation. So if you, you know that shit feeling when you leave a train station, you're like, wait, which way do I go? Is it left or right kind of thing? This will now show you oh, you turn left, this is the street you want right here, this is the one, or no, you want to go the other exit or something like that. So, it's a little bit more updated, which is cool. Just um,
2: curious, before mm. we leave Maps, do either of you actually use Apple Maps instead of Google Maps?
1: Well, that's literally what I was about to say. I never use Apple Maps because of how unreliable it is. Yeah. Because, I mean, I use Google Maps, I, I even though I know my way to work, mm. I use Google Maps in the morning because it has an accurate mm. traffic representation. I, yeah. I-
0: I do. I use it for public transport. I mean, I use um, TripView to, to organize timings for trips, but I use Apple Maps because I enjoy the um, interface of the city transport system on Apple Maps over the one on Google Maps. Um, I also, for directions... That's fair. I enjoy okay. the the notifications on my watch from Apple Watch rather than the ones I get from um, Google Maps. So for that reason, yeah. I use Apple Maps. Um, but also the better inter- integration with... Because I use Apple Music. I'm one of those people. Um I prefer the integration between the two of them as well. Same with listening to podcasts as well. So, um, yeah, fair. I just prefer it from from that side of it. So it makes more sense to me. But Google Maps is a better maps software. Let's be honest. I'll still Google Maps on the computer rather than um, Apple Maps. Um, but
1: I think for driving, Google Maps is better. But I guess Apple Maps is pretty good when you're de- catching you. Yeah, Apple Maps maps is probably more accurate when you. I, I
0: find up. that oh, Apple, Apple Maps is, cool. is catching up. A shitload compared to where it was really early on where even the bloody logo seemed to be showing an incorrect kind of direction on where to go to was showing it you know turn off over on, on an overpass kind of thing is the logo and it was like what the hell is that like that's an oversight. Yeah. and Apple Maps works very much like that now Apple Maps is actually pretty good and it's getting better all the time and I can't wait for this new, mm. um, new version okay. of it because it looks like it's going to be a lot better even still because um, again it shows details like pedestrian crossings um, uh, uh, traffic lights, um, turning lanes, and which lanes have lights and which ones don't, and which ones you can be in, and yeah, it's very clear, crisp details, and I can't wait for it. And also, the integration with Apple CarPlay later this year is going to be excellent. Um, moving from, sorry, continue. Yeah, let let's look out for it. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. We also had then a very Androidy feature, something that's been on Android for a long time, but Apple seemed to be doing it much like like a lot of these things. Apple seems to be doing a better job of releasing it in terms of having a little bit more detail and, again, the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so it has a thing called live text in photos. So basically you can copy text from photos, whether it's of a handwritten note or a screenshot um, or a picture of the side of a building which has text on it. You can basically copy the, the, the phone number that's written on the wall And call that number straight away, or look up the business name, um, or if you want to transfer your notes into uh, your the the text into notes, like maybe you're taking it down from a whiteboard in class, for example, you can copy that into your notes and then have that on your notes straight away. So that's cool. Um, So that's like um, Google Lens. Exactly. It's also like um, with Apple Notes on the iPad when you can handwrite notes. And it will yeah. transfer that over to being in, 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 will in adjustable it, oh table. Will it also let say, you search by image? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it's that advanced. But, I mean, the fact that this is mm. Apple's first go at this and it's already made, they're already at this level where you can it. Okay. Well, I was going to say,
1: mm. Apple already, because I've tagged, I mean, I, I find Apple really good for the fact that because I've tagged, like, my family on their photos, mm. like, not tagged them, but, like, I've put a photo for my mom and I've put a photo for my dad and all that. When I jump onto my phone and I go to, like, people, it'll say this is Nick and Well, Nick. Uh, yeah, I already said it. But it, this is, like, Nick and this is Feliz <laughs> and this is Justin and all that. So it'll it'll have my family already attached. And it'll have you guys there because you guys have your photos on microphone, phone, obviously. But, yeah, um, yeah, so, like, it does that already, which I find interesting. So I wouldn't be surprised if eventually search would be a function. But I was going to say... Uh, this week with my induction because I just mm. started a new job, guys. Just shout out to congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, yeah, no. With my induction because I am severely dyslexic sometimes, and I've had to take. I usually take notes while I'm listening to people talk, and I'm doing a lot of training. Um, I left my notebook at home one day, but I always take my iPad with me because I just draw randomly. Mm um when I'm like at lunch and stuff and so I started taking my notes on my iPad because I'm like oh I've got the pen and I can take it down on notes and god it is so good that I'm just probably never going to buy a notebook again it's really good because you can good. just transfer that straight the over fact- into text yeah the fact that it well not just the fact that it turns straight into text like I don't actually have to turn it into mm. text if I don't want to and it still reads it like I can still I can still search notes based on my handwritten text and it'll still pop up like that. This is the folder that that's, that's in. And I'm like, cool. That's amazing. And I've just got a works folder now. And it's just great. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, that's
0: okay. Um, we have FaceTime with portrait mode now, which is cool. Um, <coughs> we also have um, spatial audio on FaceTime, which basically means that if you're in a room with lots and lots of background noise... Um, It'll recognize what is your voice only and basically mute out the background sound. It's a little bit like what the AirPods Pro does for noise cancelling. Yep. Um, you can um, tune in on to a voice or not. We saw this a little bit earlier in... Uh, sorry, uh, late last year or whenever it was when Apple had it. Oh, and early this year when Apple had their, their um, springtime, jump into spring or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, or Spring yep. into Spring. I can't remember what that fucking thing was called. Anyway, that thing. Um, FaceTime also gets SharePlay. SharePlay is basically something that uh, Microsoft Teams and Zoom and um, um, Discord does where you can screen share, which is awesome. So finally, you can mm-hmm. do that. Um, you can now absolutely interact with other people's screens as well. Um, you can um, share music. So if you're both list, if, if one of you is listening to a song, you're like, I want to show you this song. You can both see the um, interface of FaceTime with Apple Music. I don't think you need to be an Apple Music subscriber, but let's wait and see. But you can share music that way. Um, and in fact, someone can then go and search it and then add to that playlist and stuff like that from that, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, it's Apple. You probably need to be an Apple Music subscriber. Um, you can also, again, watch, watch things together. So if I'm watching something on Disney Plus and I'm like, oh, check this out. I can screen share that to my, or airplay it to my TV while on a FaceTime call with you. And you can also be watching what I'm FaceTiming or screen sharing with you, which is my Apple TV Disney Plus movie playing. And you can then go, oh, did you hear that? And you can rewind it and go back on my Apple TV watching thing. And you can rewind what I'm watching and we can listen to this. So you can... There's a whole lot of in- integration, which is fantastic. Um, I like that Disney's so already on board with it.
1: So currently the greatest joy of my life is that sometimes I hack into my granddad's TV and confuse the fuck out of him. And it's just funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would take it to a whole level. That would take it level. to a
0: whole another level, suddenly rewinding something. Um, but yeah, So so... <laughs> At the moment, Disney Plus is one of the main um, subscribers to this or launch partners with this. I find it hard to see that Netflix will ever want to do this, seeing as they are cracking down on people, um, basically sharing sharing accounts. accounts. So good luck to this idea with them. They'd be like, this is the devil. Um, (laughs) We now have FaceTime that can be sent as a link to Android users and PC users. And basically, they can use it via the web. So it's fully um, encrypted over the web. Um, Apple TV now has spatial audio, so basically if you're wearing AirPods or something and you turn your head, the audio continues to recognize where it should be coming from, which I think is awesome. There's Find My updates too, so the, the app Find My um, with separation alerts. So let's say one of you guys is loses or puts down your AirPods, something very easy to lose it seems. Um yep. Basically, if your phone's yes. in your pocket or your watch is on you and it recognizes that suddenly there's a little bit of distance or more distance between you and your AirPods, it'll notify you and say, ah, uh-uh, you've forgotten your AirPods and it'll direct you back to them straight away and t- so that way you can see where it is. So there's no more of this losing business. Oh
1: my business. God, I need that so <clears throat> yes, you badly do. in my life. You're going to say do, Bianca's
2: in- phone's going to be going off constantly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> it seems like it. Um, iCloud now <laughs> has iCloud+. Plus. So basically <clears throat> it's a little bit more encrypted now for those that pay a little bit more, I guess. <clears throat> and also if you use iCloud Mail, you can now change your domain name to whatever you want it to be, which is cool. Um, Lifty. Yeah, that's really cool. Um airplays on Mac. I didn't really didn't really understand that logic because I thought it was already on Mac and I kind of already use it sometimes, but I guess it is. Which I is already cool. use it on Mac. Yeah, so, Does I don't it mean so. That- I guess- maybe it's
1: just on Mac for more things.
0: Yeah, 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 I guess so. Um, okay. And then there's also universal control, which means that you can shift. Um, this is good for you, Bianca. If you're working on something on your Mac and you want it to be on your iPad, you, if your iPad's sitting next to your iMac or your uh, MacBook, you can just drag it from one screen across, and it'll appear on your iPad now. So there's full integration between devices. It works from phone to iPad, iPad to Mac, Mac to phone, whatever. That'll be
2: that'll be perfect when we all go buy our new iMacs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just swipe from one screen to the next across like a domino. Um, so there's that. And then also there's notification control. That was the other big one that I saw, which was um, basically if you, you know how you can do um, do not do not disturb, you can do this thing where yep. you can say do not disturb um, except for work things and basically your profile will be set so that way. All the notifications you get will be related to your work, so through emails or messages from people at work or something. And if some one of your friends who's not at your work texts you on iMessage, it will say at the bottom um, on iMessage that your notifications are only set to seeing work ones, so they won't get it until X time that you've set it to end for. So it's cool to just keep you. You can um, you can also
2: program so can a notification summary now.
0: Well, that's cool as well. Yes, you can do that absolutely. Drew what was that Bianca
1: I said so I can just mute my work apps. yes yeah
0: yes you can Next, yep. you certainly can because you can do work mode home mode whatever um, yep. any questions no good that sound <laughs> means that it is time for us to go but of course before we do we need to get to our sit Kent of the week and Drew who are we nominating and giving it to I'm nominating the murderer <laughs> the murderer <laughs> He's a murderer. You're, you're
1: nominating H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. yeah. He can't be sick Kent of the week. He hasn't been even alive in this decade.
0: Well, he can He be well, You are be the one Kent.
2: that told us that they've built over where he was buried. There is a long-standing history of disasters when anything is built over a burial site. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a, there'll so
0: be a
1: hotel. I'm that is be- literally that is literally so the way that i learn about hh H. holmes is because of supernatural that is literally the episode of supernatural that's the plot of i will it. have to go
2: and watch that and so, so because they did of Poltergeist. That, okay
1: yeah it's yeah.
0: look it's relevant he's relevant <laughs> still and we're making relevant again so he absolutely can win it so hh H. holmes you are our sick end of the week drew i say thank you bianca i say thank you
2: thank you philip thank you bianca
1: thank you drew thank you philip yeah anchor.